What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are going to talk about the qualifying offer, what it is, how it works, and who received one. There were six players who just received a qualifying offer for this offseason. That is Trevor Bauer, Kevin Gosman, DJ LeMayu, JT Realmuto, George Springer, and Marcus Stroman. What is a qualifying offer? Well, first of all, a qualifying offer is... Basically, it's a measure that was implemented in 2012, and it's something that you have a player who is going to be a free agent. So basically, a team can offer a guy a qualifying offer, which means that if he accepts it, okay, he accepts it, he plays one more year, it's a one-year deal, and if he rejects it, the team will receive draft pick compensation for losing this supposedly marquee player usually it's supposed to be like top players that get get this and, and that's how it works basically the number the, the number for this year is 18.9 million dollars and where they get that number it's the mean salary the average salary of mlb's 125 highest paid players so that's how it works so this year is 18.9 which is a pretty healthy number you you take like a one-year 18.9 million dollar deal or you go to free agency but if you go to free agency your team gets a draft pick in return and it's usually a pretty good pick too it's like a first like a late first round like one of those compensatory picks those uh you know sandwich picks between round one and round two or something like that i mean but ever since the qualifying offer has been implemented only eight players have ever accepted it including two last year last year jose abreu accepted it jake odorizzi accepted it but it's really rare for a player to accept a qualifying offer because they have more money on the table and free agency. I mean, why would you accept, you know, 18 or $19 million when you can go out and get a multi-year deal for $100 million or something, for example? So that's why it's it's pretty rare for, for someone to accept the qualifying offer. So, I mean, if you look back, like I mentioned last year, Abreu and Odorizzi took it, but... Mad Bum rejected it, Garrett Cole rejected it, Donaldson rejected it, Marcelo Zuna, Rendon, you know, Strasburg, Zach Wheeler, Will Smith, they all rejected it. But there have been some times where, for example, like if you look back at, I'm just trying to look at some of the draft picks that ended up being some pretty good big leaguers. Nate Pearson of the Blue Jays. So, he was the result of a compensatory draft pick that the Blue Jays got because Edwin Encarnacion declined the qualifying offer in 2016. That's an example. Uh, Will Smith of the Dodgers. He was he was the result of a compensatory draft pick, you know, 32nd overall pick that the Dodgers got because Zach Greinke signed with the D-backs back in 2015. I mean, you just go down the list, you'll see, I mean, Carter Keyboom. He was a comp pick for Jordan Zimmerman. Who else? Who else? Who else? Key Brian Hayes was a comp pick when the Pirates lost Russ, Russell Martin in 2014. Mike Soroka was a comp pick for the Braves when they lost Irvin Santana. Uh, that, that, that's a really good one. Jack Flaherty was a comp pick for the Cardinals in 2013 when, when uh, you know, Carlos Beltran signed with... Um, Sorry, he signed elsewhere. He signed with the Yankees. Sorry, three years, $45 million after leaving the Cardinals. Who else? Who else? Who else is on this list? A good example. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge uh, actually 
the very first year the qualifying offer was introduced, Aaron Judge uh, was the result of Nick Swisher leaving the Yankees to sign with the Indians four years, $56 million. Yankees get a compensatory pick, number 32 overall. They take Aaron Judge. So just an example of how it works. I mean, it's only been around since 2012. So just to give you an example of you know how it could pan out. So I, I doubt, I mean, maybe one person, maybe Kevin Gosman might take the qualifying offer, but obviously Bauer's not going to take it. LeMayu's not going to take it. Real Muto's not going to take it. Springer and Stroman aren't going to take it. So if anyone takes it, maybe it might be, it might be Kevin Gosman, but it's it's just rare that players take it because they can get better deals on the open market. So that's basically how it works. Only six players were offered it this year. You know, some people are saying um, they're kind of surprised that Marcus Semyon didn't get one, and and that that's that's interesting. You know, Marcus Semyon set to be a free agent this year. What that means is that Oakland didn't, Oakland didn't want to pay him eighteen point nine million dollars for one year. You know, the fact that they weren't willing to pay him $18.9 million for one year just tells you, you know, that they're not going to be going out there to sign a big a big free agent. Oakland has never done that anyway. They're just going to keep doing what they do, uh, you know, low payroll and keep the costs low. That's just how they've always operated. But, yeah, so uh, I said Sammy didn't get one. Liam Hendricks didn't get one either from the A's. Michael Brantley didn't get one from the Astros. And... Didi Gregorius did not get one for uh, from the Phillies. Neither did Andrelton Simmons from the Angels. So the fact that six players got it, that's actually down from the 10 we saw last season. But that isn't much of a surprise. It's a bit of a precursor of what's going to come. This is probably going to be a, a pretty gnarly offseason as far as uh, players not getting the kind of money they expect to get because, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of owners are going to be looking to save money after taking some losses this year. I mean, they, it's a business. They're, they're not going to, they're in the business of making money. So they're not going to, they're not going to spend if they don't have to spend. Let's just say it that way. But yeah, it's, it's expected to be pretty, to be a pretty tough winner for players uh, since they're, you know, their teams are going to be pretty tight fisted with all these uh, revenue losses from the pandemic. But so basically what happens here from here on out now is that when a player receives a qualifying offer, which is the six I mentioned, they have 10 days to weigh their options, and yeah, just 10 days. If, if they reject it, they become free agents. If, if they become free agents and their team gets a draft draft pick, a really high draft pick, a late first-round pick, or if they accept it, they accept it, and they play under the qualifying offer. But it just is pretty rare. Only, only eight players have ever taken it. Is that eight, eight out of 100? Is that what I said? Eight out of 100, so that's 8%. <laughs> of players have ever accepted. Oh, eight of 90, sorry, eight of 90. So not quite, eight, eight, uh, a little more than 8%, um, almost 10% of players have ever, have ever taken it. So that's gonna do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.